everybody. This is uh, Uncle Yab, and we're gabbing with Yab. And uh, tonight, I have a guest with me, and uh, a good friend of mine. His name is uh, Richard Carrington. How you doing, Rich? Oh, very good, man. Glad to be here. Okay, I'm glad to see you, man. It's been a while. We've been trying to uh, get this together, and so now we're able to do it. So uh, just tell me, Rich, what you've been up to? Well, you know, working, trying to survive through this um, COVID epidemic, and now with, um, you know, all the rallies and the protests and, you know, trying to do my part to, you know, help in, you know, our search for justice. Right, right. And I'm the same way, man. Um, a lot of things we're doing now is um, things that that's supposed to count because uh, now we have a platform. Yes. And um, this is what we need to use it for because, as you know, things have really been unjust for us for 400 years. Yes. Uh, blacks have been mistreated and um, just things have been done to us that's not been fair. And um, to, tonight you and I are going to talk about Father's Day and and what it's like to be a father from uh, your perspective and mine. Yes. So uh, if I'll let you start. you you got the floor right now. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, you know, we talked before in the past and, you know, I think our, uh, growing up is, a, you know, a little bit different, whereas... Um, I, my father was um, around, but he wasn't in the home. Right. So there were certain things that I had to learn on my own and, you know, um, things that I had to go through in life to, you know, discover. So when I became a father, it was, um, it was you know, emotional. It was something that was um, difficult, um, and it was a sharp learning curve. But... What I did was um, take examples right. from people I knew and, you know, implement them. And, you know, it was trial and error. You know, I wanted, you know, you know you love your child or your children and you say, well, I'm starting with love. So what mm. I can do from that point is just build on it. Oh, yep. I understand. So I understand. Now, you know, some 21 years later, um, and I'm raising another young man, um, my goals as a father have changed somewhat. And as while I'm developing two young men, I'm working to, you know, um, just prepare them for the real world. And the real world is unfolding right in their eyes. You're right, you're right, man. I like the way you put that. And um, as a father myself, and getting back to what you just said, um, you have to pave the way for them, the young guys, you know. Yes. You, you, you're the father and you gotta teach them right from wrong. And you got to show them the right, the right way of doing things, yes. not only as men, but black men. Absolutely. Because um, like, you, like you all know, like everybody else knows out here, we're going through a lot of different things. So we want to be able to um, raise some positive black men out here. Absolutely. And if you have, unfortunately, you have sons. I have daughters. Yes. But still, no. but still I'm raising some positive black women. <laughs> yes. But um, that that's fine, too. That's fine. And um, a lot of time it's hard to find good men out here. Yes. And I know, um, getting back to your situation and, and your story, I know that you I wrote a book and everything yes. called uh, Duke and Me. And um, I went to your premiere of that, and I yes. liked that. That was yes. really good. That was really good. I so I want to put you on the map with that. You know, Rich, Rich is also, uh, um, he, he's a writer and entrepreneur, you know, and uh, we just wanted to come in here and say a few things about that. As far as my uh, situation, um, like Rich said, we probably came from different backgrounds, but um, I had a father in the home. Yes. 
and um, he always stayed on me and always was teaching me uh right thing and a wrong thing to do. And he, he definitely instilled a good uh, work ethic in me. Uh, although my mom and I, my mom and, and him, they divorced, but he still was there and he was a big influence in my life. And a lot of time I always say, um, my heroes wasn't Michael Jordan, my heroes were my dad. You know, so um, he definitely, you know, distilled, distilled fear in me, you know, and he gave me good discipline. And I think I came out to be a better person, you know, so, and I, and I definitely owe that all to him. And uh, it's just, it's definitely different, you know, when you have that uh, a person that's in your life that's willing to uh, show you different things, not not by telling you, about, but by showing you as well. Yes. You know, so. I really appreciate that, that learning style, too, because they're teaching you from experience. They're protecting you. And, you know, you, I see you. I know you, you know, you do a lot with your daughters. And those, that's got to be challenging. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, Rich. And, you know, it, it's amazing because you said something that really resonated with me when you said um, your hero was your father. Right. And I remember reading... Uh, one of my son's papers in mm -hmm. school, mm -hmm. and he said, you know, I was his hero, and that blew my mind, you know. Of course, of and, course. Um, and I said, well, that's a lot to live up to, but I'm going to work towards it. That's know? what you got to do. That's what you got to do, and man. Like you said, you know, it, with Black Lives Matter and all the other um, things going on, you know, you know, getting ready to come on Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of knowledge that we as fathers have to put into our children so they understand right. where they're coming from, um, what we've overcome. Right. Even, even what you have overcome. I mean, you, you know, I know from the South, and then you were in the service. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there were so many things that you had to overcome as a black man, you know, in those situations, you know, even serving your company. And, you know, That's I true. You I appreciate that, and that you're right about that, man. Um, it wasn't always easy. You know, I had a situation running. Well, okay, well, yeah, I have a, had a few things uh, in the military where I had a um, my works in a supervisor. He was a white guy, and um, you know, it's an instance where I went to work for two weeks somewhere else, and I came back, and he had all the locks changed. So I said, "Man, why'd you do that?" And his answer was to me. I didn't, he didn't want none of my, 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 my brothers to come up there to the shop. I said, what do you mean, man? I said, I work here too. So uh, he, he did a lot of other different things to me too that I didn't like, and I, I addressed him. And um, he, wasn't, um, he didn't come out as mean to me, right. but I did look at him as it's not going to change. Right. So I took it to the uh, command master chief of the base of my command, and that's that's a guy that if you have problems with the um, the enlisted personnel, you would go to him and say, "Hey, Master Chief, I have a problem." Blah blah blah. So basically, I came to him, and to make a long story short, that Master Chief said, "Yes, he's racist. So what you gonna do about it?" Yeah, so that blew my mind. Yes. So then I just said, "You know what? Okay, that's fine." So I knew how to handle that guy, and I just kept doing what I had to do, and I just understood that okay, well, this this is not the platform to fight this. So I just took it as it was worth. I treated him with a long handled spoon like you, like your parents used to say. Yes. And um, I kept doing my job and just let him be him. Because doing, in the military, you always find out that you got a lot of a-holes out there, but they won't last for long. They'll either move or 
transfer and stuff like that, and then you can get somebody good or somebody bad. But that's the good part about that, having a having an a-hole or somebody that you don't like or somebody that's racist. They won't always be there. Right. But I, I had had some instances where it was definitely racial uh, tones there. I'm not going to say a big thing, but it was definitely racial individuals there, you know. That takes a lot of discipline to be able to, you know, deal with that without, you know, you know, resorting to violence all the time or, you know, wanting to cut somebody out. Even though it's in you, it takes a lot of discipline. And I think that, you know, this whole George Floyd case has awoken a lot of people, especially many of our white brothers and sisters, to see that, you know, wow, these black dudes really do go through some things. Yeah, you're and, right. Um, you're right. You know, watching that, you know, eight minutes and 46 seconds of that man kneeling on his neck. Oh, and, that was something, something. Him, you know, begging, pleading for his life. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I think it, it awoke something in all of us. And, you know, for us to go on further and to instill, you know, because I couldn't help but see, think about my son, you know. If he That's right. Go and something like that happened, you know, how devastated I would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was devastated just by watching this brother that I had, you know, no relationship with. Right. We didn't know him, but we... um we can we can we could side with them because we kind of understand and it hurt us it was like almost like he was a, a part of our family yes and just seeing that man was just um and a lot of people want to say it was his death but no that brother was murdered yes. so it's all in how you phrase things he was murdered absolutely you know and um it, it, it was rough so i'm glad not not that it was it was unfortunate for him that he lost a life but in turn he uh springboarded a lot of things that's going on now. And a lot of times when you have a hero like that, you have a person that sacrificed their life yes. for for the goodness of others, right. this is what's happening now. Yes. And not only that, Rich, this is this is history here, man. Yes. 2020 and what we're going through now, especially with this pandemic, this is this is definitely history. Yes. You know, so, yep, yep. And a lot of people going to look back 10 years from now and say, man, 2020 was something else, you know, and, and you know, whether it's good or bad. Uh, it's definitely going to be something to talk about, you know. As I, re- you know, reflect, I, I just think about, you know, this coming Father's Day, you know, that young girl, you know, his father won't be there with her. That's you know? true. That's and, true. Um, you know, fathers are important. You're right. And, and they're really irreplaceable. That's right. Um, you know, so... As a, as a man and a father, I just feel, like I said, more charged to, to do better. Right. And, and, and to do more. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, help some young brothers that are fatherless. Right, know? right. So a lot of them out here. And, and, you know, we can do it in simple ways. Like you said, your father, he modeled it for you. He showed you what to do. Right. Us, you know, doing the right things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and being present and people seeing us, being able to look at us and say, you know, these men have integrity and they're, you know, they do what they say. Exactly. You know, exactly. That, that, that can be a blessing to someone. You're right. You're right. Yep. That's, that's, and, I, and I'm glad you put it like that because, not, like I said, once again, we don't always have a lot of good fathers out here. But um, as long as you and I can be that that model, that role model for good fathers, then I think we'll have the young guys follow suit and follow us. Yeah. 
because you know you know the old saying each one teach one yes absolutely. and and that's what we got to do brother with, with the um what, what we need prayer and everything absolutely. because it's definitely hard it's definitely hard you know and um you and I was put together for a reason, you know, so and this is our first time getting together to do this little talk podcast, and I'm glad to have you on board, and it's been a while, and I've been trying to get you on board, and once again, uh, fans out there, this is Richard Carrington, and he has a book called Duke and Me, and you can you also get his book on Amazon, just look up Richard Carrington, and he has, how many books do you have, Rich? Well, I ghost wrote a few books, but um, I've written two, yeah. Okay, all right. With my name. Okay, well, you, you, you heard it from us. Okay, so uh, we're going to finish this up, and it's uh, definitely been good talking to you, Rich. And uh, like I said, you're a good guy, and you're an inspirational person to me, and I love you, brother. Thank you. I love you, too, brother. I thank you for having me, and I look forward to future endeavors. All right, all right. And um, as far as the podcast world out here, this is it for us tonight, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.